Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Cheeseheads. Cheese Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Ryan Horvath. Hey, it's the Sparky Pfeiffer. It is Curd and Long. No Ryan Horvath. He's feeling under the weather. He will not be here today. Hopefully, uh, he'll feel better by the time we record our next one on Wednesday. NFL Draft coming up on Thursday. And uh, looking forward uh, to that. And let me tell you uh, right away, Packer fans, Odyssey is doing something special for this year's NFL Draft. Brian Baldinger and Jason LaConfora are hosting the 2023 Odyssey Draft Show. Join them on the first night of the draft as they talk with local experts from Odyssey podcasts across the country. I'll be joining them to give instant reaction analysis after the Packers pick coming up on Thursday. Leading up to the draft, check out Baldy's podcast in the huddle for his expert prospect breakdowns. The draft show starts this Thursday night at 6 p.m. Central. Listen for free on the Odyssey app and watch on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. Uh, and our guy Winks thinks, I'm guessing, we'll probably have draft coverage as well on the Bart Winkler Show podcast. Of course, you know Bart from the days of doing the morning show on 1250 for years uh, in Milwaukee. What's up, Bart? What's the plans for the draft this year? You got anything fun going on? Yeah, I'll be on live on YouTube at some point. I have to put the kid to bed because my wife's got some things she's got to be at. So oh. I don't like, but that's the, you know, that's the great part. I like, I'll do a show. When is it going to start? I don't, know. Oh, no. I don't know. When does it end? Who cares? But if people follow you on Twitter, they'll know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus. And everybody will be on Twitter all through the draft. So it's not like people aren't going to be on Twitter because everybody's going to be watching it. And the NFL is better than the NBA with the draft as far as they don't ruin as many picks. In the NBA, they'll get two, three, four picks out in front of what actually is going on on TV. Like I will be far away from my phone on NBA draft nights when I used to do the draft show. NFL drafts, not as bad, still tend to kind of stay away from my phone during the NFL draft. 
if I'm in front of my TV watching it. Now, if I'm out somewhere and I'm not watching it, then I'm glued into Twitter, kind of seeing what's going on and what the picks are and so forth. Do you like being at home if you had your druthers Bart for the draft, or would you rather be out? I would rather it be on a Saturday morning and get a keg with my college buddies. Oh, like we used to do. Yeah, Saturday and Sundays. It was two days. First day on Saturday. It was one through, what was it on Saturday? So one through it was like three? One through four, one through three. First yeah. four rounds. Yep. And then and the, the other round right on Sunday. Yeah. Yep. I, I mean, obviously this has been better for the NFL and there's, you know, three different networks that cover it all with different coverage. Uh, even the ABC and ESPN do different coverage like right. shows. Um, and so then on Thursday, we get to talk about it. By Friday, you get to, you know, you know, but now it's just like, I don't know. I, I kind of miss the old way. And I do wonder sometimes like how much it affects what teams do. Cause before you had to sit down and you would draft all day, but imagine in a fantasy draft, if you and your buddies did like the first two rounds one day, the next 24 hours are going to be people coming up with trades. They never would have come up with. So it's, it's actually, you know, it's changed in terms of TV coverage, but we don't know like how much it's actually changed where people have gotten drafted and some of the careers of these second, third, fourth round guys. Yeah, no doubt about it. And again, especially going into day three, that top pick in the fourth round has all kinds of action going on with guys. Vince Beagle that, that are seeing guys on the board. And he's like, Oh man, I gotta go get my guy. I can't believe he's still sitting there. Yeah. He should be gone. I gotta go make a trade and try and move up. So speaking of trades, let's get into everybody's favorite topic. The Aaron Rodgers deal reports coming out that now they're talking. Uh, as expected, a week of the draft. Everybody seems to think it will include some type of second-round pick. Chad Ryder uh, put out his latest seven-round uh, mock draft uh, for the NFL.com and NFL Network, and he's out at the NFL Network for the last couple of weeks, getting ready to do the show this weekend. And he's got a projected trade of both twos going to the Packers uh, from the Jets uh, for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and I'll tell you right now, if they end up with both twos, I don't want them moving back up in the first round. I'd rather them just sit there and take three second-round picks uh, in all in compact order. There's only one other team in at four-pick sequence other than them. I'd rather stay there, take three second-round picks, go with your first-round pick, and move on versus packaging a couple of them and moving back up because I think there's more than one hole on this team that you have to fill. And I like having four players in the first two rounds of the NFL draft. As you look at this, as far as this Rodgers deal goes, Bart, what are you expecting? Well, it seems like the number one's off the table. Yep. Um, So in that case, what I've been arguing is to not trade this week. Don't do the trade this week. Keep them. After draft weekend, you still have Aaron Rodgers. Because the Jets and Packers, it's like it's probably going to get done. Because this is like one of the – there's only two, like, stop points. This – and then week one of the season. If this goes on past this weekend, there's no rush at all, except for the Jets wanting to get a guy in camp. And I still don't think, like, the, the phrase I keep saying is, if Rodgers isn't traded and does show up at minicamp or whatever, who's that? Who's going to be embarrassed by that? Not the Packers, but the Jets and Aaron Rodgers. I don't think he's showing up if, if he doesn't get traded. And then what it, what a trade, a lack of trade would do is put immense pressure on the Jets who keep acting as if they tr- already have the guy. So I would rather see it not happen and then just put pressure on him. If it's going to happen this week, I really don't, like, honestly, I really don't care. 
I like, I don't, I'm not going to be bent out of shape over, oh, we got a two twos or a two and a four. I mean, you do want to get a lot because yeah, he's got a nice career. And also they could have got a lot more last year. So you don't want to like, you don't want to be like, oh, we only traded Rogers for whatever. I just want it done. And you're going to get some picks for him. So get the picks for him. I'll tell you the thing I don't want the most is any sort of like accelerator or compensatory thing for next year, because then we're going to have to be invested in Rogers another season yep. with his progress. And then in the off season, we're going to have to be like, if, if that's a wrinkle to watching it, Pat McAfee all over again. And I don't want to do that. I, you know, I don't want to. So I just want the trade to be done. Whatever it is, it is. Um, it'll probably be, you know, two, two seconds would be above my expectations at this point. I would expect a second and then a third or fourth and maybe like a second or third next year with some stupid accelerations, which I just do not want to see. But more than anything, I just want it to be over with. And, and I don't care. It's interesting because I've talked about this in the past in a nightmare scenario, possibly depending on if you believe the Niners and Titans rumors that they're interested could be the Jets just say to hell with you. I've got these second round picks and I've got a decent first round pick. I'm just going to move up into the first round and get my future quarterback here. CJ Stroud's at falls past the Colts, let's say, which better not happen as a Colts fan, but let's say he falls past the Colts and all of a sudden he's sitting there at five or six. And all of a sudden the Jets are like, we love CJ Stroud. We're going to go get him, and you can keep your Aaron Rodgers, and we're done. And then, you know, you, you pass off Zach Wilson for whatever you give up for him because Trey Lance didn't get moved in San Francisco for nothing, too. Uh, and you move on, get a veteran quarterback to come in, Matt Ryan or whoever, to come in with CJ Stroud, and, and you move forward. And then all of a sudden, the Packers are left with egg on their face because they couldn't get the deal done. And now they've got to turn to San Francisco and the Titans and go, okay, who wants to make a deal? Do you guys really want to make a deal? I, to me, that would be the threat. If I were the Jets, that would be the threat I'm playing. Listen, if we yeah. can't get it done, then we're going to go up in the first round and get our quarterback. So it's up to you. And if I'm the Packers, I'm saying, if you don't want to get this deal done, that's fine. But you better make damn sure if you're the Packers that you have something substantial that you're working out in San Francisco or Tennessee before you walk away from the table on this deal with the Jets. Well, I I think any other team, I would say, yeah, but the Jets have been... Like they're not, I don't think they're even considering a plan B. I don't they're think they so, are either. They are so in on Rogers. This is like the worst negotiating that we've ever seen of all time, where they keep showing their hand and showing their cards and acting as if they're that he's here. And telling and, players that they're signing that he's there. Yeah. Now, if all of a sudden they go up and trade for one of these, I mean, good on them. Wow. I mean, that would have been look what you did. That would have been amazing. And it's probably better off for them. I still yeah. don't know why they're so in on Rodgers. Um, you know, if you want to look at statistically, I think a lot of people are like, hey, two, th two, two, three years ago, he won the MVP. Last year, he was really average. I mean, spectacularly average. The Jets like, quarterbacks were spectacularly unaverage. Well, but Derek Carr was about the same. Statistically, they uh, were about uh, the same. But it's Derek Carr still. I mean, I know, but I think that's where Aaron Rodgers' talent level is. No, I mean, I, I look at gone. it and go, I it's going to be Rodgers against the world, Bart, and he's going to show nope, up. Nope, nope. And I like that point, but I did make this point on CBS Sports Radio over the weekend. 
Uh, if you you were on again, I'm going to be on every Sunday. They should just give you a full time show Monday through Friday, like They're the Galvin Sunday, Winkler show. Sundays one to five in the summer. Yeah, so we you have may want to adjust your weekend schedule at the fan. Yeah, I talked to Mitch. Yeah, um, every Sunday starting May six, one to one to five through the summer. Nice. Um, what somebody told somebody told me that somebody said they called in and said. And Aaron Rodgers with a chip on his shoulder is the most dangerous player in the league. Agreed. And, and I agreed with him. And then I said, if that chip is not forced, I feel like when Aaron Rodgers watched Jordan Love get drafted in the same setting that we all did in this COVID setting, he was mad. Absolutely. He was furious. Yep. He, he, he thought he had, he had all these ideas of retiring as a Packer and he still had another contract to go, which he got, and he didn't understand it. So he came out and said, this isn't the way it's going to go down. I'm going to go out there, and in the process, I'm going to stick up for all my boys who got railroaded the same way they're about to railroad me. That was three years ago. This chip, I feel like, would be like forced, like going through the motions. He, Aaron Rodgers, I'm better at dissecting this man than anybody else on planet Earth. And I'll tell you this. He wants to retire. He does. I'm convinced of it. But he doesn't know what Aaron Rodgers without football is. He can't walk away from it. And now you give him the opportunity to have a chip on your shoulder again? All right, I intend to play for the Jets. I mean, what a weird sentence. So he'll go to the Jets. He'll be all, like, pumped up. He'll laugh with Lazard. And then he's going to suck. And then he's going to get hurt. And then it's going to be over. The Jets should trade for Lamar Jackson they should trade for Trey Lance. They should trade up to get C.J. Stroud. Do anything but get Aaron Rodgers. Because in 12 months from now, you're going to be right back in the same boat. It's interesting because um, I think everything you say could very well happen. And this could be exactly how this whole thing plays out at the end of the day. But nobody, not the majority of people think that Aaron Rodgers will go to New York, win 12 games, go far in the playoffs, give a big F you to the Packers, and we'll be looking stupid in Green Bay. And I just I just do not think that's the case. Well, I don't care. I mean, look, it, let, let's clarify. I, I don't care what he does in New York outside of winning a Super Bowl. Oh, I, I don't do. think I don't I think Green Bay Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yeah, I don't think Green Bay looks bad as long as Jordan Love looks average, right? I mean, if Jordan Love wins four games, then yeah, they're going to look horrible, and yes, for sure. But if Jordan Love wins eight, nine games, even if Rodgers wins 12 and goes and loses in the playoffs or whatever, 
It's going to be the Packer fans going, same old, same old. Glad we're off that train. Our future is here. This is his first year. He already won eight or nine games. Wait till next year when these receivers have uh, another year of experience and so forth. So I think Packer fans will deal with that okay. The, the forced chip that you're talking about. Okay, so 90% retired, comes out. Oh, now they don't want me. They're working on a trade uh, and they want to move me. Okay, now I want to play. Okay, fine. But now the other part of this chip on the shoulder isn't just the Packers. It's also guys like me who go, there's no chance he's beating Mahomes, Burrow, Herbert, Allen. No chance. He's running that gauntlet to get into the Super Bowl. And I guarantee you, he's hearing that crap too and going, oh, really? Y'all don't think I can beat these young dudes anymore? Watch me. I think there's going to be some of that too. So yes, there's some of it about the Packers, but there's also a lot of this other narrative going on that he can't run that gauntlet. He can't beat these young guys. And I think that's different than Brett. Brett was solely focused through all of his crap on taking down Ted and McCarthy. That's all he was about. I don't think Rodgers is necessarily there. He doesn't like the way it was handled maybe, and he thinks they should have been more straightforward and whatever. Okay, fine. Uh, but this other part of it, I think, is probably going to get under his craw as well. Uh, and then, you know, the petty crap of working out with Lazard after Jones shows himself working out with Jordan Love, and then he responds with Lazard and him working out together. That's just petty crap uh, of putting well, it he's out a petty there, knowing, he's, knowing that he's going to poke at Packer fans because they were always on him for not working out with his guys in the offseason. That's all that was. It didn't make the Jets any better because they already know each other. They know the offense they're playing. The young wide receivers like Garrett Wilson, that should be the guy who's working out with Aaron Rodgers, not Alan Lazar. That didn't benefit the New York Jets in any way, shape, or form. That was simply a social media poke at Packer fans and at the Packer organization uh, on the way out of town. That's all this was. Now, you say, well, Packers won't look bad if Rodgers walks in uh, to an OTA or something. Yeah, I don't know about all that. Well, let I me don't say know how first that, that with the – I. I like where your head's at with the Mahomes, Lamar, yeah. Herbert thing. But if he didn't get motivated to beat the Lions in week 18 at home, <laughs> I don't see him motivated to like prove he's better than these young guys. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he didn't play well in week 18. Uh, obviously, I'm he not didn't play that. well that whole the whole five weeks. But they had a lot going on. I mean, look, that offensive line was a rotating group of dudes. Bakhtiari could say Aaron Rodgers. Back, back this is Aaron Rodgers. I, I understand who he is. I'm just saying, let's talk about everything. So you had that going on. You had young wide receivers who he chose not to work out with in the offseason. He had two young wide receivers who weren't healthy the whole season together. Watson first was hurt after he had that big drop. Then Watson comes back and Romeo Dobbs is hurt the rest of the year. And he wasn't the same guy after that. He was never, ever really, truly given a chance with the pieces he should have had from the start of the season. I would have loved to see what that would have looked like had everybody been able to stay healthy on the field together. Did he play great? No. Could he have played better? Sure. But how much better would that offense have been had they been able to stay healthy last year? And I don't think enough people talk about that. Well, I would actually love to see, to go back to where I, you were leading me, and then I went back, and then now I'm coming back. I would love to see Rodgers come to Green Bay in uh, training camp and show up and see what would happen. Because what's it matter? Brian Gutekunst would say, well, Love's our guy, but all right, quarterback competition, which Rodgers isn't going to be down with. Most of the locker room is going to be with Love, except for crybaby David Bakhtiari. So everything's going to – like. Rodgers is going to be there. He's going to be so unwanted. It's going to suck for him. Nobody wants him there anymore. Nobody wants him there. And he, I don't think deep down wants to, I don't think he wants to go somewhere else. 
and learn a whole new thing. And just, you know, I just don't think he wants, I don't think he wants to play anymore, but he's too proud not to and doesn't want to admit that he's lost. If he's still on this team after the draft, he will be on McAfee that Tuesday after. I can all but guarantee. Well, that's another thing I'm tired because of. Because he then then it's going to be, okay, now y'all are going to screw with my future. Now I'm going to go back and I'm going to talk publicly again. And I'm going to make life a, a living hell for you now by saying what I want to say. And then it's going to be a whole drama sideshow thing again. And instead of talking about the players on the team at OTAs, you're still going to have questions talking about Aaron Rodgers and if this trade is going to happen or not. And people aren't going to be talking about the actual players at the OTAs. And that is going to be a sideshow. And if I'm the Packers, I don't want that sideshow. I witnessed that with Favre. I don't need to witness it again with Rodgers. If I'm the Packers, I want to do everything possible to make Aaron Rodgers dig his own grave. Yeah, and- but it shouldn't be that, though. If Shouldn't it be, Bart, if you're the Packers, you want to do everything in your power to make Jordan Love successful, more than worrying about the other guy? Well, right. Yeah, well, that first, and then my thing. <laughs> Well, I saw somebody bring this up on Twitter uh, yesterday. I forgot who it was. But somebody brought up that said, the whole main goal of this draft should be about putting Jordan Love in a better position to win and surrounding him with the best talent possible, essentially, on offense. That should be the Packers' goal going into this draft. If you're Brian Gutenkunst, what's your goal for this organization going into this draft and come Saturday night or Sunday, you know, you want to be able to say this and go, it was a successful draft. I'm probably taking best player available at every spot. I don't think like, I don't think there's a lot that they could do. Like remember the year they took Jordan love and we're like, Oh my God, what we think we're one piece away. Right. We could have drafted that piece. There's no clear and obvious need. Or even the year where we all get like sucked into a linebacker and suddenly all of us are mad that we didn't draft Reggie Raglan for some reason. Yep. So I just think that, you know, I, I don't know what they could do where I'd be like, oh, they take, you know, Stroud. I never like when they draft offensive linemen high. What if they take Stroud at 15? What do I want at 15? No. What if they take CJ Stroud at 15? Oh, CJ Stroud's going two. I don't, I don't think so. Based on everything I, I see so. this I morning, it's Will Levis at two. Yeah. That's all garbage. But I'm just saying, you said there's nothing they can do to make you go, what the hell are they doing? What if they took a quarterback at 15? Okay, so maybe that. Or, or like a kicker. Or like whatever. Not a kicker. I'm just saying, what if they took a quarterback? What if they're like, because remember that you're going into Rogers starting. Uh, remember who Bart wanted them to take. Pick. Let's let's everybody, what I wanted them to do in 2020 was take Jalen Hurts in the second round. You did. Thank you. You did. Absolutely. And Horvat will not let anybody forget that he wanted T. Higgins and not Jordan Love. Uh, and he's going to write on that one to his grave as well. And we that should. also would have been a better pick as well, providing the quarterback doesn't work out. But if the quarterback ends up starting 10 years in Green Bay, then the quarterback was the better choice over a wide right, receiver. So outside of quarterback. What about B. John Robinson at 15? Uh, yeah, that'd be fine. I think that a wide receiver would probably be better suited. Like, they have two running backs. I, But I know B. John's like this special talent. And Aaron Jones probably isn't here after this year because of contract. I mean, I didn't think he'd be here this year, to be honest with you. And he took a pay cut to stay because he knows he can't get more money on the open market. So maybe he does that again, and, and they figure out a way to keep him under contract going forward. That's who Horvath wants. He wants B. John Robinson at 15. That's, that's oh, who really? he wants. Yes. He, he wants B. John Robinson at 15. 
Now, tight end is another position that they are in well, desperate I want need. The, I want Smith and the Jigba. So do I from Ohio State, the wide receiver. Like if I if I could pick a guy right now. Yes. Uh, tight end. Yeah, I guess. But see, a lot of people are like, we're not taking a tight end in the first round. We'll wait till the second round and take a tight end there. Laporta from Iowa is going to be there. Uh, Washington from Georgia might still be there. I mean, the Jay Sternberger looked pretty good in the USFL this weekend. Who watches the USFL? As much people that watch hockey. What? Yeah, it's pretty sad. What? Their TV ratings are not the same as the NHL. Stop. The USFL and XFL ratings are better than the hockey regular season, and hockey's doing a little bit better in the postseason. What? Yeah, like 800,000 people watch these games. And what is the NHL averaging? Like 1.1 million a game. Oh, so the NHL is averaging more. Okay. But still, that's not a ton. Like, again, I do my spare Basketball time bowling games show podcast. Basketball games get about four, five, six million. I do my spare time bowling show podcast, and they'll have a million viewers. They, they were having a million viewers back when they were on ESPN against the NFL. Bowling gets like, yeah, a new the, the new shows get anywhere from, if they're on Fox, they'll get a million. Yes. Yeah. Like this last Sunday. I, I just, wow, that's amazing. I didn't realize the NHL was the that FS1 down. FS1 ones might get like 400, 500. Thousand. Right, yeah. But I didn't realize the NHL was that down as far as from people watching on TV. That's that's kind of surprising. Uh, all right, let's continue to talk about the draft. Uh, so this is my other thing. You have Rashawn Gary. You don't know when he's coming back, obviously. Engabare, I think, played pretty well last year. Preston Smith is another year older. Um, so you don't know really how long you're going to have him. I think coming in, a lot of people said, Andrew Rusher makes a lot of sense. Uh, at that pick at 15, there very well could be one that's there for you at 15. That uh, Nolan Smith kid uh, might be there at 15 if he were to fall. Uh, what do you think about edge rusher in the first round? I, I and this is where I want to caution, like myself, is that I don't want to get bent up on narratives of the past in focusing on this draft. Because then my first instinct was to say, "Oh, well, another guy on defense," you know, right? I, but if that's what they have available and if that's what's there. And then if they take Smith and the Jigba or uh, another guy, Oh no, Rogers leaves and you give him a weapon. That's definitely going to be the narrative of they take a lot receiver guaranteed. Well, yes. yeah, I just, I really just want who they think is the best guy available. That's I mean that, and we got a lot, like they don't have a pressing need and I don't know how good they're going to be. And I don't know how, maybe how bad they're going to be. I think they'll be better than anticipated. Um, what is their over under like seven wins? They'll be better than that. Yeah. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. 
Yeah. And that's the other thing, too. Uh, and Horvath and I talked about this. We do our mock draft Wednesday, and we'll do our last one coming up this Wednesday. Uh, a scenario where, let's say you do get, you know, the two second-round picks for Aaron Rodgers, and then you have the ability to possibly trade back several picks uh, and pick up another third-round pick or second-round pick or something like that by moving back in the first round, I don't know, 10 spots or something. You know, would you do that? My answer is absolutely I would. There's no question. If you could come out of the first two days of the draft uh, and have six players after the first two days of the draft, I'm ecstatic with that. Like jumping for joy. Those million seventh round picks you have, you can just trade them for whatever. Give me some chocolate frosties, a $5 bag at Wendy's, whatever. Don't need the seventh round picks. If I got six players after the first two days, now there's a lot of pressure off of you going into day three where, I mean, you were joking earlier about a kicker in the first round, but if they're not bringing back Mason Crosby, they're going to have to probably draft a kicker here at some point in this draft, whatever round they deem to go after a kicker, but. Well, yeah, I think that too, uh, maybe, you know, not quantity over quality, but a little bit of both because over the next couple of years, you know, I know the salary cap is a myth, but it's also not, but it also is, but the best way that they're going to acquire talent in the next few seasons is going to be the draft. Right. And so they're, they're here at 15. You would hope you're not that high again. Uh, if you can get another second rounder from the jets or whatever, just, you know, these are the guys that you're going to hope to build. Around. So it's a little bit love, but it's also like, what's the core of your team going to be? Because you're not going to have love on a rookie contract after so long with the fifth year option. And then if they decide to keep them, so you're going to need guys elsewhere. So yeah, big, if you, yeah, if you can accumulate talent, as much talent as you can accumulate, let's say first three rounds, even though narrative wise, Goody sucks in the third round. Oh my God, does he? Um, so, but uh, just accumulate as much as you can. I'm, I'm with you on that. Paris Johnson, the offensive lineman from Ohio state is a guy that has been falling in a lot of these recent mock drafts going forward. I believe Chad Ryder and his seven round mock draft had him going to the Packers uh, at 15. And obviously the thinking here is right tackle with Yash. Mm. Uh, and if Bakhtiari is gone after next year, because of his contract, you're going to need a left tackle, whether that's Yash or somebody else. So, Offensive tackle, I think, kind of makes sense there, even though that's probably not going to be the sexy pick that Packer fans want. I think that would also make sense for the Packers at 15. Well, and that's an issue of, you know, what's best for the team and what excites us in the moment and who's available. Like, I think, like, we're, we trend towards the skill players, you know, and maybe even like the edge rushers or defensive players that we've seen have an impact. And if they take an offensive tackle who, you know, when we're watching, if it's the guy from Ohio State and we're watching his footage, we see him block well on a throw that goes to, you know, Smith and Jigba last year, <laughs> then we're going to be mad. Right. So I, just, I think that whatever, like, this is where, I, I, you know, you got to trust them a little bit that they're going to just try to build the best team over the next couple of years. Now, if they do that and there's a receiver there or one of these tight ends there, we're all going to want to gravitate towards that. And then they take an offense. They're just, there's nothing exciting about an offensive lineman, especially one at 15, maybe in the top five, when you really realize this is going to be the next great offensive lineman. But at 15, I mean, I, other than what is it? Paris Johnson. Yeah. I can't even like, I don't even ever know who's on the Badgers offensive line. I can't rip through prospects. And Joel Tipman, who's a, the center. He's, I think he's going to be the first center taken. I'm not taking a center in the first round. The hell with that. 
Uh, I'm not doing that. And you have Josh Myers, who didn't have a great year last year, had a better rookie year than he did last year. Um, and I would assume they'll roll with him another year before they worry about replacing him. Uh, well, we got a couple minutes left before we go. How? Let me change the question. What are your opinions on the other teams in this division now uh, that the offseason and free agency is pretty much wrapped up as we head into the draft with the Bears making their major trade back, plus signing a bunch of free agents, the Lions having multiple first-round picks, uh, and then, of course, there's the Minnesota Vikings. How do you think this division stacks up now after all these moves? Well, I think the Vikings should trade for Trey Lance is what they should do. And I think if, uh, if Kirk Cousins was a 49er, like right now, you might think of Kirk Cousins as a C minus quarterback, but if he was a 49er next year, we'd think of him as a B plus. Like our our image on him would just change, and they would win the Super Bowl with him. I think he's unfairly criticized a lot, but that's just me. I think I the Niners win the Super Bowl. I think he's a solid quarterback that gets ripped on for no reason a lot of times. But that's so okay. Vikings and Niners should do that trade, but they won't. Uh, I think the Vikings, you know, they they're a nine or ten win team. And right now they might be the favorites by default. Um, somebody asked me if the Bears are this year's Jaguars. I think maybe next year. I think the Jaguars are this year's Jaguars. I think they're going to shock people again. But I think that the Bears are doing the right things. I do like Justin Fields. I just think that's a much long. Like, remember our good buddy Radio Joe thought the rebuild for the Brewers was going to take five years? Yep. I think that's where the bears are at. And then with the lions, you know, they're building a good team around them. They almost need like coincidentally Jared Goff to play like Matt Stafford. The year that Matt Stafford got traded for Jared Goff. There's talk. They may trade up, move up in the draft to take a quarterback. They may take their picks and move up to go get somebody to sit behind golf for a year. And that wouldn't be the worst thing. I think the lions, the Vikings are going to be the team that the most, most people think will win the division. The Lions are going to be the, well, you know, people talk themselves into the Lions. I still think Jordan Love's going to be good. Well, we'll I think see. And I, I, I've said it a million times, and I've said it to you, and I'm going to say it again. Aaron Rodgers was 4-8, and eight and his thumb hurt, and he should have been sat down for the season, but he went on McAfee to say no dice because he didn't want the world to see Jordan Love for five weeks. That tells me Jordan Love's going to be good. That is all I need to know. Yeah, I, that's I don't need to point. see a single throw. That's all yeah, I, I think need. That's to I think that's a fair point, Bart. I, I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with you on that at all. I think the Lions have to prove in Ron Wolf's mind that they're not a fart in the win. That's that's what they have to prove. They have to stack uh, another good season on top of last year to prove that they have some staying power and it wasn't one of those magic carpet ride years. Uh, and having the gambling suspensions and then having to release players and so forth, plus you end up having to fire a bunch of staff members inside the building a month earlier for all this gambling stuff. That's not exactly the good vibes you want heading into NFL draft weekend uh, around your organization kind of going forward. I think the lions, depending on what they do, uh, could really improve themselves in this draft. I mean, if they ended up with a B John Robinson uh, and then they ended up getting, you know, uh, another wide receiver uh, to go along and help out that quarterback and Jared Goff, I think that could really help things. If they end up with C.J. Stroud uh, and another player, I mean, imagine if they trade up from six. I think they're at six, right? Yeah. So imagine if they trade up from six, give up a second-round pick this year, a first-round pick next year, whatever it ends up being. They get Stroud. 
Then with their second first round pick, they get B. John Robinson. I mean, that Lions team all of a sudden has got themselves in a really good position going forward with a good young quarterback, a good young running back. Um, and then obviously they're going to have to build a wide receiver and core because that's still not where it needs to be necessarily. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think they're in a good position if they don't screw it up. And I don't think they will. So we'll see. But I agree with you. I think Jordan Love will be good. I, I think worst case scenario is seven wins. That's my worst case scenario is seven wins. Yeah. And with the division, I think we're kind of in the spot. The Packers were, you know, everybody is in. Like in a couple of years, this division could be really good. Could. Yep. But right now, it's kind of like the race to nine wins. Yep. And I, you know, talk about Trey Lance. I'd love to see my cold trade for Trey Lance and then take uh, a defensive player there. Uh, at their pick versus taking a quarterback. I, I'd love to see that because again, Trey Lance, Jalen Hurts, I'm not saying they're identical, but they're similar. Uh, and you know, you've got Steichen who was the offensive coordinator that helped Jalen Hurts get going uh, and, and make that offense around a running quarterback. I think you could do the same thing for a Trey Lance in Indianapolis uh, and then help that defense kind of going forward. Instead, I'm guessing they're going to sit there and take whatever quarterback is left because that's what everybody wants them to do. And we'll see how we're a quick, I was going to wrap it up. How do you rank these four quarterbacks? In the NFC? In the draft. Oh, in the in NFL the draft. draft. Uh, Bryce Young. Stroud. Richardson. A garbage can. Will Levis. <laughs> yeah. I would flip Stroud and Young, and I agree with the rest, including the garbage can. He has Bart Winkler. Check out the Bart Winkler Show podcast each and every day. It's good stuff. Follow him on Twitter at WinksThinks. Bart Winkler always has an entertaining podcast. In fact, I was just talking to uh, uh, a buddy of ours, Shane, uh, who works down at the score in Chicago. He was up uh, here at the station last week, uh, and he was saying how entertaining of a podcast it is and how he enjoys it. So got people listening all over the freaking wow. country. Plus, he's on CBS Sports Radio like every other day, filling in for some hosts uh, as well. Bart, thank you so much for coming on, my friend. Appreciate it. Thanks, Sparky.